This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello and welcome all to Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we are your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we are back to do the thing of telling true crime tales based Mm -hmm. on classic animated shows or depending on how you look at it perhaps reinterpreting classic animated (laughs) shows as true crime tales with our own little dash of comedy uh sprinkled in between uh Mm -hmm. if you have been sticking with us i believe this is our 31st episode yes it is no big celebration this week like last nope. week. It's whatever, 31. You, you're over nah. the hump now. Who cares anymore? It's all <laughs> yeah. downhill from here, right? <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't know yet, though. But you know. We wouldn't know. Yeah, either. We'll know in like two years. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us, y'all. If you've stuck with us for the past 30 episodes and are here for week 31 now, we hope that you've enjoyed it and that you've told all of your friends and family about us. But if you are new, we hope you stick around and you enjoy. Share, drop a like, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on social media pages mm-hmm. at Satmore and Mist. I think that's all the generic things we have to <laughs> do before we get into today's episode, which will be told by the wonderful Grace Oles Cam. Oh, hey. Hi. Um, yes, I do believe those are all the generic things. So um, I'm just going to, we're just going to get started. Uh, so Alexis, isn't it interesting that uh, Encourage, out of all of our shows we've done so far, seems to have the most villains who are kind of like morally gray or at least we've like wildly speculated and painted them that way yeah. most of the time i would say <laughs> would actually show they're just evil. <laughs> yeah yeah but we we've given them a little more of a background and color in which it's it, it can it could be argued at some point is morally gray um mm-hmm. and today is no different uh but this one is actually one that i don't have to really wildly speculate on about the morally grayness of it. Um, Because today I'm going to put forward a story of survival and one that begs the question, what would we do to survive? Mm -hmm. But before we get into that existential question and crisis, we're going on vacation. All right, we're leaving nowhere, Kansas, for this episode. Whoa, Mm -hmm. which also, that, like, never happens. Uh So, groundbreaking stuff here, friends and fans, listeners. Yes, 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 yes. Um, So, before I tell you about vacation, do you want to guess where the Bag family would go on vacay? I mean... (laughs) I would, I would assume somewhere tropical because their lives are bleak and miserable, but I don't know. You know what? Funny enough, they went from nowhere, Kansas to what I can only assume and funny enough about your guess to nowhere, Antarctica. (laughs) So the opposite of the tropics. (laughs) You know, it looks kind of hot on the farmhouse most of the time. <laughs> like desert, arid, no water or life <laughs> anywhere. So I guess maybe, you know, go with what you know, but yeah. also just the opposite, just not hot. <laughs> yeah. Desert, desolate, you know, the no other life, but freezing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Cool. And that's pretty much exactly what they did because we see the Bag family as this episode begins in a single igloo in the middle of a desolate tundra. Like they really, really went there. Good lord! Uh-huh. Like at least like a ski resort, but no, nope. I guess I don't have those yep. there. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I do want to like side note of like, how did they get the money to go to Antarctica? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like so fucking expensive to go. Like. Unless it's for research or like yeah. science, it's like, and those are really expensive grants. Exactly. Maybe from Eustace's dead brother's cursed money. Like maybe this is what they did with it from that horse True. episode. Yeah. Or maybe the cursed brother like had a grant. He just didn't get to use it before he yeah. died. And so now they were like grandfathered in like, well, I'm still related. Yeah. yeah. I, like do they do commercial travel to Antarctica? Like I think you have to be on a research trip. Um, They do do commercial travel, but I think like okay. per ticket, it's like 10 grand for like a cruise. Yeah. It's like, I want to go so bad. And that's yeah. why I know it's so expensive. Yeah, you're like, because I've looked into expensive. this. Yeah. I know I'm saving for it. Yeah. Because nothing in my <laughs> career will ever get me there. So like, this is what do it on my own anyway. uh-huh and i cannot so um but yeah on that research grant note um unfortunately the back family did no research before embarking on this family trip because they are woefully unprepared um they do not have nearly enough layers to be surviving in the arctic tundra or antarctica tundra arctic is the other side whatever um although i will say courage is wearing the cutest like little it's like this like blue winter coat that has like the white like fuzzy like trim around like the like cuffs and like down the side and he's got his hood up with like a white like trim like this huge like white fur trim around it and you just see his little head popping out he's so adorable yeah i love courage so much okay it's so precious um to watch (laughs) so he's kind of prepared for like the cold and i guess maybe because he's a dog he's got more fur and stuff but Eustace and Muriel is, uh, they, they are not at all prepared. They're like wrapping themselves in like more blankets. They're struggling to like stoke this fire in this igloo, which I guess they spent all of their, the money to get there and not on accommodations. I guess. Something like that. We we don't we'll know. We'll live off um, the land. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Which has nothing on it. Land. Yeah. Yeah. And like Muriel and Courage are like kind of enjoying the like, struggle and like kind of enjoying like the challenges of like oh we're like oh look how rustic we are and like oh we're surviving that kind of thing but Eustace is of course complaining to no end and bossing them around to solve the problem he's yelling at Muriel because the soup she makes immediately freezes (sighs) yeah he again no research was done um Mm -mm. into this and they're very unprepared um, and one of these demands that he's making, as per usual, on use or on Muriel and Courage, is for Courage to go out and get more firewood in the middle of Antarctica somehow. Mm-hmm. A fool's mm-hmm. errand. Yeah, yeah. He just wants <laughs> to get Courage out of there and yeah. like, like, hope he like, dies in the cold or something. But ever the good boy, Courage does go out to f- try and find some firewood or at least something that they can burn and heat up their little igloo. Because, you know, he knows Muriel's going to get cold too, so he's wanting oh, to do it. Yeah. Uh, and while he's out and about, just, you know, like trudging along out in the snow and on the ice, um, he happens to run into a snowman 
that someone must have made. Yeah. Um, yeah, which Sign is actually of like life. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of like great news because it's yeah. like, oh, maybe we actually do have neighbors out here. Maybe there's like, I don't know. Or <laughs> horrifyingly intelligent polar bears. <laughs> Those Coca-Cola polar bears. Yeah. <laughs> They're up to no good. Up to no good, damn it. <laughs> There's caffeinated on Coca-Cola all the time. They're on Coke. <laughs> Wild. Build it, build it, <laughs> build it faster, <laughs> better, better. So, um, you know, again, courage like makes that mental note of like, oh, maybe there's someone out here with like some more resources to help us out. But yeah. I need to solve this current problem of uh, we need more fire, and then we can go, you know, find the neighbors. And the snowman conveniently has got little stick arms because it's a snowman. Yeah, it's Fine. like. Yeah, so firewood for now until, again, they can get more resources. A little Band-Aid for the problem uh, for the time being. So Courage plucks one of the wooden, like, stick arms from the snowman to bring back to his family. Unfortunately, immediately, the snowman comes to life like Frosty the Snowman, except, like, super evil. Uh, so yeah he like looms promising yep nope he like looms over courage and demands his arm back which i guess i said evil but like he's just really mad which makes sense because he was like sleeping i guess and then his he got like uh his his arm arm ripped ripped off off. yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like it's kind of understandable that he's pissed yeah that would not be a fun way to wake up from a nap yeah yeah like maybe evil was like an exaggeration he's just roll he's like a mad frosty he Um, looks angry okay cool yeah and so courage like gives it back and like runs home respectfully gives it back again as i would also do in that situation Mm -hmm. Um, misunderstanding sorry bro yeah i'm I'm so sorry that i actually amputated your arm but like (laughs) Here you go. Here. Luck. He's Bye. like trying to stick it back on. Yeah. It's like falls off. Chris <laughs> doesn't even stick around for that long. He's just like, sorry, bye. <laughs> My bar behind you. Yeah. <laughs> just like, I hope you can pick it up and reattach it yourself. See ya. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he goes back and he, you know, in his courage way, tries to tell Eustace and Muriel about the snowman situation. Um, but gets reprimanded by Eustace and tells him to get back out there and get some firewood, damn it. So here is how we also see, again, how woefully unprepared the Bag family was for their vacation. Because they also not only did no research into the climate, which was obvious because they were going to Antarctica, they should have known it was cold, whatever. But they also did no research into the history of this land or its peoples. Because if they had, they would have known that this was the land of the snow people, just like the snowman who Courage had just run into and low-key ripped the arm off of. <laughs> so Courage, like, not really, again, not knowing the full scope that this is an entire civilization that has already existed here, you know, classic American move. Um, more or less. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, but courage is like, okay, well, you know, maybe I can make amends with this snowman for ripping his arm off. Maybe he'll be more chill because I gave it back. Maybe I can just get some resources for for from this snowman and like I don't know if there's more of them. So courage follows the tracks of the snowman, which is just like a single like sled trail. It's just oh, like okay, the snowman just like moves like, forward on the legs or like feet as well. Like, nope, it just no, looks like someone's no like, okay. yeah, just like uh, as if like a sled like was just dragged. Yeah, just right one thing. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, and so it falls for some time over, you know, over glaciers and like, you know, mountainous terrain until he oh comes God. upon this enormous icy mountain range that has like a cave at the front entrance. Mm-hmm. And so Courage is like, well, this is actually kind of still promising. Like this looks like, yeah, a whole civilization could live in here. Like we mm-hmm. could be saved right now. So he goes into the cave and here is where we learn more about the occupants of these lands. And before we get into what courage overhears and sees, I want to tell you about some real life situations in which, let's say, people were on some thin ice, mm-hmm. uh, if you will, in mm-hmm. our <laughs> in our actual world. Um First, we want, I want to tell you, uh, this is probably a story you already know, but we see what happens when humans are pushed to the edge for survival. Mm. And this is a very famous American tale of the Donner Party. Ah, yeah, mm, yes. Mm. So very long story short, the Donner Party was a group of pioneers trying to get to California in the 1840s. Due to multiple pieces of misleading advice and just dumb, stupid choices and delays, the party found themselves stranded in the mountains in the middle of winter, uh, mountains of Utah and Nevada, with no mm. food, resources, or idea what the fuck they should do. And eventually, in their desperation to survive, some turned to murder and cannibalism just to live one more day. And of the 87 people who originally made up the party, only 48 survived. Wow. Yes. And so next, uh, I want to tell you about what happens in, um, or when, rather, mysterious winter-fueled incidents take no prisoners, a.k.a. when Mother Nature takes charge. And Mm -hmm. this, I'm going to probably mispronounce this, um, the Dilatov Pass incident. Dilatov? It's a Russian word. I don't know how to say it. Mm. So this happened in 1959 in the Ural Mountains of Russia, which partially touched the Siberian region of Russia. So like pretty hardcore fucking area Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the weather, perhaps. So uh, nine highly experienced mountaineers in 1959 were in this pass, this uh, in the Ural Mountains, the Dilatov Pass, on a research expedition. But overnight, all hell broke loose, leading to all nine of their deaths. But every single death was strange. While Hmm. some were found missing shoes, first of all, none of them were by their actual tents, which had been torn open, like sliced open. Some of them were found missing their shoes, missing their clothing, or not even with enough clothing on, which Hmm. could somewhat be tied to hypothermia, because in a stage of hypothermia, you think you're overheating and like you take off all your clothes. Hmm. But some of the rest of the party was found laying in a creek further away with missing eyes. One of them had a missing tongue. Others had missing eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Soviet Suspicious. authorities, yes, mm-hmm. say that uh, the majority of the deaths were hypothermia or uh, an avalanche that happened. Um, yes, that's their official. Lose, does one often lose their tongue in an avalanche? No, no, okay. No, no, no. Or your eyeballs <laughs> or being your fucked eyeballs. out. Uh-huh. I was like, I mean, maybe the pressure of, I don't know, but that I, uh, yes, neither seem real. Anyway. Yes, exactly. So that's the official stance. Um, but mm-hmm. of course, uh, it is filled, the story is filled with 
So many conspiracies ranging from cryptids to Soviet military interference and so on. But again, the official stance is avalanche. Um, of course. So the yes, it's a whole no. thing. You can yeah. dive into it. There's other podcasts that go into it. It's a whole wild fucking tale okay. uh, that I, as someone who lives in the mountains, am very fascinated by. So yeah. Finally, I want to tell you about the combination of kind of like those two events of like what humans do when they're pushed to the brink of survival or like mm -hmm. yeah, the basic survival needs yeah. and, or I guess facing mortality and uh, which again, the Donner party and what happens when mother earth snap backs or snaps back, like maybe what happened in the Dilatov pass incident. This one is called climate change in 2022. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> and it's the combination oh, no. of those two things. The real killer. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and displacer. Last situation in which our snowman finds himself in, pushed to the brink of survival and facing forces greater than himself. Because we see Courage learn very quickly that this snowman, which I'll just call snowman, is the very last of his kind. Mm. Yes. So they were once a great, numerous and glorious peoples, all other, you know, all this other huge civilization that occupied these great icy halls. Um, but at this point, all other snow peoples have melted into nothingness straight up due to global warming and climate change because the writers of this show were ahead of their time. Um, mm -hmm. And they say that blatantly that they all melted because of the weather. So. I guess it was like 2001-ish, so. Yeah, I was going to say, the, Al Gore ran for president. Yeah. Like a pure... <laughs> I, funny enough, I did look up when Inconvenient Truth came out to yeah. see if, like, the writers had seen it yet, but it, this was a couple years before that. So oh, maybe Al Gore saw cool. this episode. <laughs> and knew, he was like, I know what my platform is. This is the lane <laughs> I'm going to take. The, all the kids are hip with it. I got to yeah. appeal to the kids, right? Uh-huh. And your olds can vote. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're on it. Um, so we see Snowman walking through the enormous halls, again, of what once was an advanced civilization. And he's mourning aloud the lost brothers and sisters and family and friends who all melted literally right before his very eyes, one by one, with no way to stop mm -hmm. it. And he explicitly mourns a dear friend and snow woman, presumably his own wife or girlfriend or partner back when she was still alive. And I, I have to assume that melting was probably a very like slow and painful death. One that like you couldn't Ooh. pinpoint who yeah. it was going to take next. Like it wasn't just like an overnight thing. People were like, or snow people were very slowly melting. Um, and Snowman watched hundreds of thousands of his fellow snow people disappear with every degree that the climate around them changed. Mm -hmm. And again, that was not wild speculation. Snowman fully monologues that he's the last of his people due to the heating and their melting. But I do speculate that Snowman didn't sit by idly as his people died. I believe that back in, you know, the grand civilization that they once occupied, that he was a scientist and dedicated every second of his every waking hour trying to find a solution to save his people. Mm -hmm. I think that this civilization collaborated, you know, among biologists, doctors, sociologists, teachers, politicians, 
all of the above. Uh, it was all hands, stick hands on deck, <laughs> wooden hands on deck, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's picturing Sorry. how they're trying to do all this little yeah. wood hands. <laughs> like writing equations with like <laughs> little sticks. But also, no, I was really wondering where they got all the sticks from. But you know, um, unsure. It doesn't unclear. matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Don't care. Maybe they were so advanced <laughs> they, got they learned them. to grow trees in Antarctica. True. They probably had like a biodome down there. Let's be real. I mean, <laughs> yeah. probably. Mm-hmm. Um and again, trying to help and save the snow people. But I think that his grand solution and research simply wasn't quick enough to save them. Like once this, you know, human caused virus hit, it just took over and they couldn't work quick enough. Science sometimes takes a while to catch up mm-hmm. and they couldn't uh, yeah, work quick enough to save everybody. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that Snowman was able to survive simply because he hung on to the last snowflake of hope that he had some shred of hope in him still. But with each passing day since the passing slash melting of all of his peoples and loved ones, this shred of hope was waning. These happy memories of a long snowy life lived were turning into nightmares that I think melted all around him. And he wanted to bring his people back, but couldn't. He wanted to then stop the heating of the world, maybe, but couldn't just as one soul snowman. And with nothing else, he at least wanted to stop himself from melting, but realized that he couldn't even do that. And at this point, I think he was simply biding his time until the heat took him next, which is why he was out on the open tundras when courage found him. I think at this point, he was just ready to give up, to give in to climate change and death, uh, ready to just call it with nothing else to live for. Ready, that is, until he realized the presence of the vacationing, unsuspecting bag family. Mm. And I have to admit something here, somewhat similar, actually, to your last episode in which you said, Oh, yeah, I kind of just wanted to talk about the mob stuff because I love the mob stuff. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about the Donner Party and Dilatov Pass incident because I think they're really interesting, batshit crazy <laughs> stories that oh, happen. Yeah. And they just happen to be in like brutal winter environments. Um, so I just wanted to talk about them. Um, cool. Yeah. As like a lead into like, the climate change thing as like some extra spice. Um, yeah. You but, know, like no yeah. rules. Yeah, there are no rules, but (laughs) I did realize, yeah, that maybe subconsciously I ended up putting those things in to actually show the stark contrast that perhaps in some way humans are much weaker creatures than a cryptid monster like the snowman is. (laughs) See, instead of turning to brutality or letting the elements get the better of them when they were all dying off, his people and himself turned to science to ensure their survival and believed in science. Wow. How dare they? How dare they? And seeing courage in the bag family encouraged him to pick up his research once again, to at least ensure his survival. So he could continue the rest of his research to maybe again, stop the melting and maybe one day bring his peoples back. Hmm. So quickly, um, Courage, uh, again, who came into the uh, the castle 
civilization ice yes. cave things. So is this, you said it's like in a mountain or is yes, it like so actually like, like a castle looking thing? So it's in these like huge, like very peaked mountains that are just mm-hmm. made of ice. So as you go in, like the caverns are like all decorated. Like there's one low key, very sad cavern that he walks through. And it's like hundreds of like portraits of like his people and that's where he is like mourning all of them and like stopping at each portrait to like talk about who they were. That's when he talk, stops at like the, the snow woman to like, yeah. Oh my God, this is not her. a villain. I'm not seeing yeah. this as a villain at all yet. <laughs> right, exactly. Like he straight up is just like my, like the halls of my dead brethren here. Um, yeah. So yes. So V, Loki, very sad. Um and uh yeah so so again courage eventually loses him kind of in the halls but not before courage uh heard the monologue and saw a snippet of what this research was and more importantly courage realized that this snowman wasn't just like a creature looking for a like you know its next meal to survive this was a desperate creature and desperate mm-hmm. creatures will do anything to survive so courage is like hmm this desperation sounds like no good i'm going to get back to my fam just in case you know strength in numbers i'm not going to ask this guy for help cuz it's he's a little sketch um good call. unfortunately though by the time courage gets back to the igloo Muriel and Eustace are nowhere to be found. Oh. Yes, but Courage, Lever, the good boy, does see the familiar snowman tracks that came up to the igloo and leaving the igloo. So little Courage has to turn his tail right back around <laughs> and go back to the ice he's mountain. Like, he should have stayed. Yeah, he's like, that's such a long hike, which also yeah. I'm like, how did the... That's a fast-moving snowman. Yeah, like yeah. this is his environment. Like, true. very true. Yes. And yeah, it's like running water on water, like compared yeah, to exactly. running water on I don't know fucking stuff. Anyway, I'm not. Yes, gonna, somehow the elements, <laughs> water, ice, it works. Air. It's like a launch pad science. for the snowman. <laughs> yes, exactly. I didn't get into the snow science here. I'm sorry. sorry. Other like podcasts. avalanches move quickly. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Maybe it has yes. nothing to do with gravity. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a snowflake scientist. I tried to be and I'm not, okay? Stop telling me you're disappointed in me. So though courage again uh goes back to the igloo, nowhere to be found. He's like, all right, I gotta go back and see what's going on. This research I got a snippet of seemed nefarious, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. what's going on. But unfortunately, again, by the time he goes back to the igloo, Snowman is already running the experiment on Eustace. So going back into a second. Of, okay. So Courage, yes. has, he, he's got some time. Yeah. Muriel is still there. So yeah. again, who we really care about, and who Courage really yeah. cares about. Um, so back to some wild speculation here. That Snowman, I think, back in his people's day, was actually a genome scientist, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was these skills that uh, really pushed his research. And, you know, it led to some of the collaboration that the snowman had with other snow peoples as they were all dying. Um, But I think snowman, yeah, being a genome scientist, thought that the answer lay in, yeah, what their DNA was made out of. And if I could change our DNA somehow, 
could we somehow survive this? But obviously, research on that level of things is very complicated. It was the late 90s. We've come a long way since then. And they're snow people. So like... (laughs) I don't know if they cross collaborated nowhere Antarctica. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so again, like he was trying to push this research forward, but part of the problem that he faced while those people were still alive is that because they were kind of like an insular community of just snow people, he couldn't actually fully test his theory in the way that would have proved it and been able to save all of his people. See, Snowman identified a very important missing gene that snow people have that humans do have. And that is the anti-melting gene, as they call it. (laughs) That is how it is defined in the textbooks. (laughs) Yes, it's very scientific. Um, Yes. Thank God we have that gene, by the way. But truly, we would not be here. (laughs) (laughs) We dodged a very, very hot (laughs) melting bullet. Um, And so, again, because there were no humans around as all of his people were dying, he couldn't test this theory of, can I take, basically he wanted to see, can I take, can I extract the human anti-melting gene, Mm. learn more about it, and somehow like implant it into our DNA in some way, shape, or form, and give us this power. <laughs> yes, Alexis. It's funny because the answer is just like, don't, don't be made out of snow. <laughs> wow, Alexis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but like for them, though, that's like a, a foreign concept because they are yeah. made out of snow. So they're like, what the fuck is it in your genes that is not making you snow? How? And also How? that the gene is just the melting or anti-melting gene. <laughs> like right. it's one single strand of the DNA that says that is keeping us from melt. being snowmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just melting on the spot. Like yeah. we have one strand, like in the thousands and thousands and thousands. <laughs> but we all have it as humans we all have it yeah uh-huh. all eight billion of us are already i love when we talk about biology and stuff on this podcast because, yes, we know right because we have no fucking clue what we're talking about and it's just uh-huh. so funny every time um yeah we're yeah. like extract dna and put it into our dna okay. yeah certainly the right. not the anti-melting gene but it's and funny, also there's like you use the word genome and stuff like, oh, wow. Yeah. She knows what she's talking about. Well, also <laughs> that we talk about it as like, instead of being like, oh yes. Hmm. Well, I think this scientist should actually like create a medicine in which like you would take and slowly like adopt this or like adjust your chemical or like how, how, like as if it was like a hormone or like other chemicals in your brain, <laughs> yeah. adjust, but instead we're like, it makes sense that he would implant DNA into DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Like Jurassic Park shit or something. Yes. <laughs> oh man. You know Lenny is screaming right now. She is. Like, oh my gosh. Our teacher friend who actually friends. knows these answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like none so of mad. this is this isn't how any of this works. <laughs> you <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Yes. I um, don't know them. Uh, yeah, that's anyway. fine. I cool. we never said we're experts on anything, and genome science is 
the top of that list. The top of the list of things we know jack shit about. Wow. And that I didn't even look at Wikipedia about. Oh, you did? I literally nice. had to Google. Wow, that's actually, that's even more impressive. <laughs> I did have to Google, is it like a genomist? A genome? Like, what is like a geo genome Sorry, scientist called? Yeah. Yeah, that I was just like, mm, genome scientist. <laughs> you that. didn't even use the <laughs> you even use whatever Google like, told the you. The first eight things were like, <laughs> what is a genome science? What like what do they do? And I was like, no, I wanted to know if they're called biologists. Like, what is the ology of it? Yeah. And then, I feel like, you know, this is taking too enough. long. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get back to writing this episode right now. Cool. So anyways, our genome scientist, snowman, <laughs> um, who had maybe this is how advanced their research was, is that they knew that you could change your DNA somehow. Um, True. So again, uh, the knowledge of this though, again, wasn't enough to save the snow people because of the lack of humans in their lands. Um, And thus he didn't know how else to like harness this anti-melting gene if he couldn't at the very least study it hands-on. But three years of isolation, he did come to the conclusion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even realize I mean, made that pun. You, you, that was your joke from weeks ago. Though. Oh, yeah, I just recycled it. <laughs> yeah, because I missed that joke in that episode, so you <laughs> came up with it, and now the tables have turned. I'm serving wow. it right back to you. Look at how great we are, you guys! Wow, everyone's like, we've already heard that joke, and I'm like, dying right not- now. <laughs> I'm like, what's up, man? Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, it was your no. joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, I'm laughing at my own joke right now. We like, just use the same name to cur- instead of Darkwing Duck and Isolation <laughs> Courage. And I just don't actually do that, but it would be fucking hilarious. Isolation part two. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like very true. Wow. Maybe, uh, maybe. This episode was inspired by DW. Anyway. Who knows? <laughs> um, so again, through years of his isolation, um, he did, again, he was losing all of this hope. Uh, there was no way to even like continue this research with, again, without an actual human around to study the gene. But again, all of a sudden, the presence of these humans reignited his hope to find out, you know, at the very least, What's making them tick? What's making them not melt? <laughs> not melt. What's up with this gene? And like, up with these what's warm going bodies? On <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you touching them <laughs> slowly, like poking them? Poking them with, with the stick. stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and he decided because I think you know, and obviously our vast knowledge of genome science, the only way to study it is to extract it um from the subject matter that's what movies so, tell me <laughs> yeah that's what this show told me <laughs> um and so eustace is first up to be the guinea pig for this gene extraction experiment mm. and snowman this experiment that's going on is already performing by the time courage gets there but i can only describe as like 
a child friendly because it's a kid's show um lobotomy oh <laughs> jesus <laughs> so for those who don't know real quick because I, I didn't yeah. write this down but i guess i should explain real quick basically yeah. lobotomies were like i want to say back in the day but really not that it's like the six like yeah 50s to like, like even 70s yeah. um thought process that like anyone who had a mental illness like a lot of times they just called it like hysteria or like a blanket schizophrenia and it was really just like this woman spoke out of turn she's right. crazy lobotomize her she's showing her ankles <laughs> lobotomize this woman yeah. yes where basically i won't get too graphic because like actually listening to the details of lobotomies are yeah. fucking disgusting and i cannot listen to them but essentially it's fucking with like your prefrontal cortex of your brain mm -hmm. because that's what they thought was going to help people with mental illness. It did not. It basically makes people zombies and fucks up their entire life. But I say this is a child-friendly lobotomy because Snowman's extraction method is basically like attaching like a, a faucet to their like frontal cortex, like their prefrontal like lobe, like on their forehead and slowly like extracting part of basically like their brain. It's like Ew. their DNA, quote unquote. Yeah. But like. Yeah, he's basically like lobotomizing them Ugh. because maybe that's where the anti-melting gene lays. Like, I don't know how it's like, I don't know, the, what is it? Hippocampus is where your memory is. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I think that's like back here. And like prefrontal cortex is like um, cognition, maybe. I don't really know what fun it is. But maybe Science, that's where the anti-melting anti gene <laughs> lays. Sure. According to Snowman. Yes, or so, maybe his understanding of the human bio <laughs> body is like a little off, but yeah, he'll, he'll find out anatomy. soon enough. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, well, we actually find out very quickly that um, okay. maybe our understanding of the human body is wrong, and Snowman's is right. If it's between the two of us, <laughs> most likely. <laughs> yes. Literally, this episode displays. Please, Snowman, tell us how our bodies work. <laughs> Because we do see uh, Snowman turn on the faucet and the anti-melting gene, which is just like green ooze, uh, slowly drops from the faucet out of Eustace's brain. Yeah. Um, and this, to his horror, is exactly what's happening as Courage arrives. But while he's trying to, he like immediately screams, but Snowman immediately is able to capture him. He basically like, hit some of the cave or something and all these like icicle stalag mites stalag tights uh, stalag the ones that tights. are up stalag okay, tights. Well, they knock down thank you off the see we mm -hmm. are scientists mm -hmm. um, do you want to know my trick sorry yes. quick tangent and I, I guess this is a teaching moment for everyone the way i remember stalag mites has an m and so they come up out of the ground and make little m's and then oh. t's i don't know you just remember stalag the, other tights are the other ones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that still be wrong and I'm getting them mixed up. I'm pretty sure that's right, or else that would be a weird way to remember it if not. But whatever. <laughs> Either way, I'm sure someone will let us. It's know. one, it's either a tight or a mite. <laughs> we got 50 50 percent chance right, here, yeah. right? Um, and so uh luckily courage is able to escape this icicle enclosure um pretty quickly, but again, the um the the gene and the dna is already coming out of eustace's frontal <laughs> cortex etc frontal lobe uh, and oozing out 
Yeah. However, this is happening. Science is happening right before our very eyes. Um, <laughs> this is the most powerful faucet in the world, <laughs> clearly. Um, so courage, unsure what else to do is just like, well, at least I got to stop snowman that I can figure out reversing this faucet. Um, so mainly I say this because courage just launch the brave boy just launches himself directly at snowman oh, because wow. he's made of snow just flies through him. Oh. And you just see like the hole so of, like, where courage was like in the middle section of the snowman. Um, <laughs> but there's still like a force from impact there. Yeah. Um, and snowman does kind of like tumble away. Um, and it actually causes Eustace to kind of like tumble back from like kind of the force of the chaos and the gene that was falling out of the faucet starts flying across the room and snowman does not care about courage right now, does not give a shit anymore about the humans. He needs to save that gene before mm. it like hits the ground and dissipates. So snowman is like screaming and like trying to scramble up to go get it because this is like what he's been waiting for. This is what could save himself and maybe continue his research to bring his people back. Courage takes advantage of this distraction, grabs Muriel and Eustace, I guess like hot wires a sled or something like that, like like a motor motorized sled and books it out of there, I guess to like, I don't know, maybe go find... Like going back to their igloo is pointless. So I guess go like find like the small airplane or like cruise yeah, ship that brought like, them there. Yeah, I don't know where they're going. Hijack it if necessary and get yeah, them exactly. back to nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nowhere to nowhere. Uh, maybe it's a one-way ticket to nowhere. <laughs> or direct flight, nowhere to nowhere. <laughs> but unfortunately for Snowman, Eustace's anti-melting gene hits the ground before he can catch it. Mm. dissipating it and making it yet another thing that disappeared right before snowman's eyes mm. and this is the final straw for him he is now on the bag's tail in moments moving with a speed and fury matched by only someone with nothing to lose mm. um, which at this point he truly has lost it all this was his yeah. last hope yeah. so as snowman nears the sled Courage thinks pretty quickly. They're again like on glaciers, like going in and out of mountains on glaciers. And Courage is like, all right, yeah, this guy is gaining fast. Clearly, this is his terrain. We're on glaciers. What's underneath glaciers? Bunch of bunch mm -hmm. of water. Let's let's cut them off. And so very smartly, Courage starts like hammering into the ice and like mm, breaking them off into kind of like their own. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their own uh, patch of ice. Yeah. Um, but while sending the bag family floating, hopefully to their ride home, um, it sends snowman splashing into the freezing water because he wasn't able to stop himself, mm -hmm. uh, which quickly somehow and going back to that ice and water physics that I didn't look up for Alexis for this story, <laughs> a block time. of ice forms around him, oh. <laughs> it freezes him there. Um, <laughs> Basically imprisoning him until that block of ice melts. Mm. Um, and before you think everyone rides off into the sunset with a job well done, um, I do know that Snowman survives this encounter and his mission does not end because he does make another appearance in Courage that perhaps one day we'll get to. Mm. But if you also remember, Alexis, that Eustace 
lost his anti-melting gene. Oh, yeah. So as the Bag family floats away, the sun rises high into the sky and Eustace melts. (laughs) (laughs) He just like melts onto the like like is it like block of ice into water okay okay so he melts like into water not that that makes sense but it's less graphic (laughs) than like his skin like melting (laughs) off and like bubbling and shit yeah that's what i imagine i was like did they really show that no he becomes a puddle of water with like his glasses and like hat and uh courage like sponges it up and then you like see them at home and eustace i'm pretty sure is in like He's now just like a cup of water and they like put the glasses over the water and they're like watching TV. Um, They'll grow back eventually. Just bring in Shirley. She'll work her magic. (laughs) and Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, she hates it. It'll like be a while though, I'm sure. I'm sure Muriel will take their time. time Yeah. They like Um, accidentally spill the the water. Like, oh shit. (laughs) uh, mm, Courage, get another sponge. Yeah. Oh, we have to go to the store to get one. Okay. Uh, That's like a whole thing because we live in the middle of nowhere. We'll go tomorrow. As long as it doesn't, he won't stain the floors, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's just water. (laughs) Um, And so that's it. That's the end. Um, it's awesome. a really short episode, but, but uh, this was also, by the way, season one, episode eight A, called "The Snowman Cometh." Um, ah, mm-hmm. interesting. No, okay, yes. okay, yeah. I like. I I kind of remember the snowman monster. I do. Yes. So that's good job. Very good yes. job. Amazing. Yes, and you. also, I think my next episode is the episode right before this. You said oh. eight A. Yeah. Nice. Cool. It is. It's Ooh, episode yeah. seven. 7b yeah oh yeah so for those listening stick around because next week i guess we're gonna do reverse time travel and do the episode (laughs) that came out right before the episode we're gonna see why the back family needed a vacation (laughs) holy shit you're right oh my god you will see why after oh my god yeah come back next week everyone to figure out why the bag family ended up going on vacation in grace's episode (laughs) today because it's a good continuation um great job though great job i love that (laughs) again us like casually flaunting our science knowledge and how much we know about human anatomy and human biology (laughs) you know is a thing that exists (laughs) (laughs) they're actually writing complaint letters as we speak (laughs) you guys are spreading misinformation like the scientific journal of america to make sure we never get published (laughs) because we're we've been trying to (laughs) with these episodes we're just yeah we just like send them the links to these like guys we've got groundbreaking stuff going on in these podcasts please publish at least make it a note at the end of whatever journal yeah somewhere perfect Mm -hmm. well between amazing next week when we see again why the bag family had to go on vacation to nowhere in Mm -hmm. antarctica Um, in their last episode or our yes yes next week will be our last courage episode and then we have a very special fun uh little arc that we'll be doing um after courage so Mm -hmm. uh between now and next week alexis who should our viewers slash listeners uh tell about this show well, I don't know the scientific term, shocker, because uh, you know, I didn't look it up. But tell uh, someone who is researching glaciers in the Arctic 
slash the Antarctic, whichever side they're on. Ooh. Um, I yeah, glaciologist. again, I'm not sure. Glaciologist, is that That's real? And iceologist. Honestly, in reality, pretty sure it's just a geologist who then just specializes in like <laughs> Arctic temperatures. Ooh, I feel like I should know the answer to that then. <laughs> Where's Justin at too? Call him. Does he know? This is a rock, geologist call who studies a rock icy scientist. <laughs> he literally, I don't know. Literally, this is her fiance. I'll literally the per, he does the thing I'm saying, just not on Earth, which makes it even cooler, by the way. Uh, so yeah, tell AK. So Grace, your job is you just tell Justin, who already listens to this podcast, get his go into what's like his Rolodex. Um, now I feel like I'm in the 20s. I'm sure he knows a bunch of other ice geologists. <laughs> tell one of them <laughs> nice nice um I think after um you tell someone that I think you should go <laughs> and tell I'm just thinking this, every time you say iceologist I just kept thinking ice ice baby <laughs> so you should tell them now ice about this show <laughs> okay you should just tag him. I don't know. Does he have Twitter oh. or social media? Probably. He's trying to stay relevant, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So like tell Vanilla Ice and or like if you're at an event and someone's playing Ice Ice Baby, tell the DJ. So that's kind of mm-hmm. a twofer. But um, mm-hmm. there you go. if you can't that's find Vanilla Ice, then tell Ice Tea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> tell any rapper with the name Ice in the Ice. Name. <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> Tag them, tag us, Satmore Miss. Uh, yes. Let them know. Um, and until then, uh, we'll see y'all next week for our last For Now Courage episode. Mm-hmm. Hey. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Satmore Mist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.